What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video and today I'm going to be wrapping up my 2022 rankings. So over the last four days I've gone through my running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and then tight end rankings. Today I'm wrapping it up by going through my top 48. So these are going to be all the positions thrown together in basically like a big board and this is going to be for half point PPR scoring. You know just kind of an in-between between standard and PPR. If you enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's just jump right into the rankings. I'm not going to be going super in depth on every single player because then we'd be here all day. So just kind of going through some general trends, you know, maybe, you know, kind of pointing out some tiers, stuff like that. But we're going to start it off here at one and two with the two top running backs. For me, I go McCaffrey number one, Jonathan Taylor number two, just shooting for that ceiling. And then I actually go back to back wide receivers with Cooper Cup at three, Justin Jefferson at four. I think a lot of people have this tier of Cup, Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Personally, I'm just a little bit higher on both Cup and Jefferson. I think both of those guys, you know, have very high ceilings. I think they also have very safe floors. We're like the worst you're going to be getting out of them is probably like a wide receiver, you know, six, seven finish, somewhere in there. At five and six, I have Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. So we go back to the running back position. I just think both of these guys are guaranteed very solid workloads. And, you know, barring injury are going to be very strong picks here. Then at seven, I have Jamar Chase, the wide receiver three, still very high on Chase. I know some people have him as a top five guy. He is not quite there for me, but still someone I really like as a mid first round pick. At eight and nine, I have Eckler and Najee Harris. I feel like Eckler, Harris, Cook, and Henry are all kind of in a similar tier in my opinion. I just prefer Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook over Eckler and Harris but all are really strong options here in the first round. Then I go to the wide receiver position with Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs back-to-back -back here. It seems like I'm kind of going two on, two off at each position, just kind of how it worked out. I feel like Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs, you know, are back-to-back -back in a lot of people's rankings. They are definitely for me. And then to wrap up the top 12, I have Joe Mixon here. Just seems like a very, very safe option this season. You're going to see in like the second round, you know, player 13 through 24, I'm going to be very heavy on the running back position. And that starts here with DeAndre Swift as my RB8 right here at the turn. I think Swift is someone who could take a big jump here in 2022 and could be a player where going into 2023 drafts, we're looking at DeAndre Swift as like a potential top five running back. I think that's totally possible moving forward. We know he has the elite receiving upside. I think this Lions offense is going to be much better. So I'm very in on DeAndre Swift. At 14, I have Travis Kelsey, my first tight end here. Just seems like a lock to be either the number one or number two tight end. Going to be the clear number one target for the Chiefs. So gotta love Kelsey. And then I actually go back to back to back running backs with Saquon, Fournette, and Aaron Jones. I think I'm higher on consensus on all three of these players in terms of overall rankings. Really attacking the running back position here in the second round. I think there's a pretty significant fall off you know, going into rounds three, four, five, you know, and six. So I'm going to be snagging these running backs early and often because the wide receiver depth, I think, is much better in like those mid-round areas. But then we go back to wide receiver at 18 with Debo. No matter what role he's playing, wide back, pure wide receiver, the man is going to produce no matter what. So I like him as my wide receiver six. Then we go back to Mark Andrews here as the tight end two. For me, he is clearly behind Travis Kelsey, but then I think he is clearly ahead of anyone else, you know, who could be that potential tight end number two. He's likely going to be the number one target for Lamar Jackson and should put together, you know, a top tier tight end one season. 
Then we have some wide receivers, Mike Evans and CD Lamb, both players who are going to likely be the wide receiver ones on very solid passing attacks. Mike Evans with the Bucks and Tom Brady, CD Lamb now with Amari Cooper gone, and Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. Then we go to James Conner here at 22, definitely much higher on James Conner than consensus. For me, I don't understand why he's going like mid third round. I think he's a lot closer to like the Fournette, you know, Jones, Saquon tier than people really want to give him credit for. And then to wrap up the top 24, I have Keenan Allen and T. Higgins going at 23 and 24. I think both very, very safe back end wide receiver one picks. But I think both of these players carry a decent amount of upside here into 2022. Now moving on to round three, we're sticking at the wide receiver position with Tyreek Hill. Not someone who I'm overly excited about. Just a little bit concerned about this dolphin situation here. Like, are both Hill and Waddle going to feast? Not really sure, but we got to be buying into the talent here with Tyreek Hill. After that, I have back-to-back running backs. Nick Chubb at RB13, and then Javante Williams here at RB14. For Nick Chubb, just a very, very safe option. It seems like his range of outcomes is really like firmly placed between a back-end RB1 and a high-end RB2. For Javante Williams, if Melvin Gordon wasn't there, he'd have a very, very high ceiling. But I think his ceiling is kind of capped this year with Melvin Gordon in the picture. This is going to be a strong offense. He'll likely improve on his workload from last year, but I still think he may be a year away from being like an elite fantasy football RB1. Then we go back to the wide receiver position. 28, we go with A.J. Brown. Buying into the talent here, not an ideal situation, but we're just kind of betting that A.J. Brown produces here with the Eagles. And then two players I really like at 29 and 30, Deontay Johnson and Michael Pittman. Then we shift over to the running back position. 31, I have Alvin Kamara. We've actually heard some new reports that he may avoid a suspension. If that is the case, I mean, we're looking at Kamara as like a mid-first round pick. Right now, I'm not totally, you know, going to buy into that. So I'm still operating under the idea that he's going to be suspended for like four to six games. And then I'll kind of adjust if we start hearing more reports otherwise. And then behind Kamara, I have two young running backs, Brees Hall and Travis Etienne. Very, very high on these guys. In most, you know, platforms, they're going round four, round five. I'll be all over them at those current prices. At 34, I have Kyle Pitts. Should take a really strong jump after his impressive rookie season. And then at 35 and 36, we're starting to get into like these mid-tier wide receiver twos. I think a lot of these players are semi-interchangeable but I went with Jalen Waddell and DJ Moore to wrap up the third round. Now moving on to the fourth round, the last 12 players, we're sticking at the wide receiver position with a run of guys here. Marquise Brown at 37, DK Metcalf at 38, Terry at 39, and then Mike Williams here at 40. I think all these players, you know, have some clear positives, some clear negatives. Some of them are super talented in bad situations. Others are in better situations, maybe not as talented wide receivers. A guy like Mike Williams is in a great situation with Justin Herbert, whereas Metcalf and Terry, you know, not in ideal situations here. So I think a lot of those guys, you're kind of just picking what player you like. And so I'd rather take a swing on one of those guys in the fourth round than, you know, draft an early wide receiver and pass up on running backs and then kind of get stuck at that running back position. But at 41, I go with Ezekiel Elliott, maybe slightly lower on Zeke than consensus. I'm really not down on Zeke here. I think you can make an argument he should be ahead of some of these wide receivers, but somewhere in this like early fourth round range, I think is where Zeke should fall. 42, my first and only quarterback in these rankings, Josh Allen. I just think he is the clear-cut QB1. 
I don't think he's ever going to fall to the mid-fourth round in drafts, but if he was here, that's where I'd consider taking him. We're back to the tight end position at 43 with Darren Waller. I think he's clearly behind Pitts, fairly close to George Kittle here. I think mid-fourth round is solid value. Corlin Sutton comes in at wide receiver 21. Interesting player here in a new situation. He has proven himself in bad situations in the past. We'll see what he can do here with Russ. There's just some uncertainty, like who's going to be the guy? Is there one kind of clear stud in this offense? We're just going to have to wait and see, but I think fourth round is appropriate for Sutton. Then we go with Cam Akers as the RB19 here at 45. Fair spot, very kind of high risk, high reward option here. If he gets the workhorse role, he's going to blow this ADP out of the water. If he kind of fades into a committee off of that Achilles, then that's pretty unfortunate, and he's likely going to be a big bust at this pick. At 46 and 47, Rashad Bateman and Darnell Mooney, like both of these players for very similar reasons, may not be in the best passing attacks, but they're likely going to be the wide receiver ones in very kind of uncertain wide receiver rooms, and that's going to give them the opportunity to put together some solid volume. I believe in Bateman's talent. Mooney has already proved himself to be a fantasy-relevant player. I think he can take another jump here going into year three. And then to close out the top 48, I have George Kittle here as my tight end five. I think getting Kittle at the 4-5 turn, very strong value there for my man Kittle. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 48. Let me know what you guys think about these rankings. You know, I'm going to continue putting out daily fantasy football content basically through the NFL season. So if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I appreciate all you guys for sticking around through the end, and I'll see you in the next one.